Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. Detroit turns off the water. Amazon buys Twitch. And what life is like in Liberia as Ebola spreads. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. In Washington, I'm David Gura, in for Kai Rizdahl. He's out reporting for our American Futures series. It's Tuesday, the 26th of August, and it's great to have you with us. We start the show with durable goods, things like washing machines and refrigerators, but also cars and aircraft carriers. The Commerce Department came out with some new data on durable goods for the month of July, and they looked pretty good. When people and businesses fork over money to buy these things, that is usually a good sign. But before you get too excited, well, here's Marketplace's Sabri Benishur. It takes a lot to get economists hot and bothered, but if you ask them about the durable goods increase, they will say it was... A sharp increase. It was stunning. Massive. Uh, and then they will say the numbers... look modest. Don't have much bearing. Pretty much irrelevant. So what is going on? Those gentlemen, by the way, were Gary Thayer with Wells Fargo Advisors, Ben Herzon with Macroeconomic Advisors, and Lou Crandall with Rights and ICAP. They say, first of all, most of that surge in durable goods is due to one company, Boeing. It got a bunch of new orders for expensive airplanes, which is great for the long term, but... A lot of that won't translate into immediate production increase, so you really need to sort of factor that out. Gary Thayer with Wells Fargo Advisors. So forget airplanes, forget washing machines even. What we should be looking at is something called capital goods. That's the equipment that businesses buy in order to make things businesses will sell. Ben Herzon with Macroeconomic Advisors. To put equipment in place, businesses have to be confident that they can sell the stuff that that equipment is going to produce. And those numbers are up 11% over last year, with some revisions that make June look really good, too. It means businesses are more confident. Consumers seem to be, too. Luke Randall with Rights and ICAP. There's been a sea change in the way people respond to the questions about whether jobs are plentiful or hard to get. In four months, the number of people who think jobs are easy to get jumped from 13% to 18%, more than that number rose in the past two years combined. I don't think it's a sign that the economy is about to start booming. However, it is reassuring that we may have some momentum going into next year. A lot of businesses and consumers seem to think so, too. In New York, I'm Sabri Benishur for Marketplace. More of us are paying our bills on time. A new report says credit card delinquencies are at a seven-year low. We want to pay down debt. We also want to avoid late fees and other penalties. What's this mean for banks' bottom lines? Marketplace's Nancy Marshall-Genzer reports. If you skip a credit card payment, just don't pay your bill for a month, you're considered delinquent. Today, TransUnion reported the 90-day delinquency rate has fallen by half since 2007. Antony Guitard is director of research and consulting at TransUnion. He says credit card delinquencies are trending steadily downward. They're even considerably lower than they were before the recession ever hit. So it's been quite an improvement. Of course, banks ding us with late fees if we're delinquent. So if more of us are paying on time, is that bad news for them because they can't collect those fees? Not according to Kurt Long. He's chief economist at the National Association of Federal Credit Unions. We think this is a positive trend for credit unions. Long says banks and credit unions still make money if we carry a balance on our credit cards. Even if we don't, they get a swipe fee every time we charge something. Long says delinquencies can turn into charge-offs, loans that are never paid back. Thankfully, uh, we've seen charge-offs decline as well. Fewer of those loans are going bad. 
The fall in delinquencies is even leading banks to give credit cards to people with lower credit scores. Lawrence J. White teaches economics at the NYU Stern School of Business. He says it makes sense for banks to loosen up credit right now for the less-than-perfect consumer. Because the economy is better, he or she is more likely to stay employed and be in a position where he or she can repay. And White says consumers have learned not to live beyond their means. They don't want to slide back to where they were during the Great Recession and are using credit more wisely. I'm Nancy Marshall-Genzer for Marketplace. On Wall Street today, consumer confidence turned into some market confidence. We'll have details when we do the numbers. 